stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard, everyone. It is part two of episode 156 coming at you. We were having so much fun reliving Landon's week in the most magical place on Earth that we just couldn't stop ourselves from talking. No time checks, no editing. We just went and went and went and wouldn't stop running our mouths. So we've got more of that for you today. Hope you enjoy part two. Make sure that you are joining us on the socials all week long at Morning Monorail on Instagram and Twitter. Join the Morning Monorail family on Facebook and visit our website, morningmonorail.com, where there's a link to our merchandise page and you can purchase t-shirts with your favorite logos. And in fact, we even have some Save the Muppet merchandise on there as well. Go take advantage of that. We'll talk to you a little bit later on. Let's get into it. All right. Day three for you. Day one for Frank. Animal Kingdom. <laughs> so we had such big plans for this day. Part of it Huge hinged plans. Part of it hinged on Frank arriving on time at the park. Um, he decided to take his sweet time riding the Magical Express and going to the resort. And <laughs> he didn't get to Animal Kingdom until I think it was like 12.05, 12.10 when he got there. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, definitely was not the time we planned on. No. Yeah. So we had initially, we were going to start the day at Nomad Lounge um, and then kind of plan our day from there. But by the time he got there, if you're not aware, Nomad Lounge is doing a virtual wait list. So when you're in the park, you can pull up your My Disney Experience app. You go to the, um, the, the map where you would normally see wait times, switch it to dining. On the top, there's a little filter, filter for dining. You go to Nomad Lounge and then you can join the virtual walk-up and... That, by the way, that virtual walk-up can reach capacity and no longer <laughs> lets you join. Um, so that had happened that morning. So, well, afternoon. So we switched it up. We decided we would go to Statue Canteen. But as we mentioned on this show previously, when you do a virtual order at a popular quick service location, your arrival time might not be immediate. They might mm -hmm. tell you, oh, uh, well... You can order for a window, like say it was it was noon for us, twelve thirty to one, one to one thirty, one thirty to two, and then you can pick all that. So Satu Lee, of course, this is like prime lunchtime, so the immediate window is not available. So what we decided to do, even though Frank was starving, we decided to take him on his first trip on Flight of Passage. So Sivako. Yeah. So we did do that. And for, for his reaction, you'll have to listen to Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz on the Improvisers <laughs> Guide I Network. Network. Um, so check that out. But yeah, we did that. And then we went to Satu Lee. Uh, we got to very nearly see a cast member fight. That was weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, this was not guests. <laughs> These were two cast members that got into it. One of them was trying to help us out. The other was trying to play by the rules. Now, here's what I say. I, I see both sides of this. We were a party of three. One cast member told us we could sit at a table that said it was reserved for parties of six or more. The other cast member did not want us to do that because it was reserved <laughs> for parties of six or more. <laughs> And, and and this cast member that did not want us to do this came over as like I'm sliding to sit down so so I'm hunched over it's like so so can 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 I sit down or no and then they start going at it like yeah. like like in in each other's face yeah. like and and the cast member that was playing by the rules was kind of getting getting a little uh, heated towards us too yes. so so uh so I'm a little glad that the uh cast member who was trying to help us out took the brunt of the yeah. uh of the uh hostility I don't, I don't want to yes. call it hostility but well, Here's here's what I my strategy in this whole situation was. Look, we always are on the cast member side, so I'm not trying to argue with either one of them. However, 
we were told by a cast member to sit at that table. Mm-hmm. So when when we were approached and told by the second cast member, oh, you can't sit here, I said, well, maybe you need to tell him because he told us we could sit here. <laughs> and he continued to tell he us to sit there. Just say, yeah, it's fine. Sit down. She was like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, the one that was playing by the rules, like I said, she was uh, she was getting a little uh, hot under the collar. She like, was upset. Yeah, like like a little little uh, unnecessary hostility in in a theme park, if you ask me. And I will say, I see her side of it too, because as we know, I like rules and I like playing by the <laughs> rules around here. But when I'm told, "Don't worry about it; it's fine," by someone mm-hmm. who is enforcing those rules, then I'm like, okay, it's cool, but. Who knows? So yeah, that was that was something we did. Sit they were fighting over us. Yeah, it, uh, it, it just felt nice to be wanted. It, it was nice to be wanted. <laughs> so uh, two things happened on this day that uh, messed up our plans. Uh, one was we got in line for Kilimanjaro Safari touring plans. <sighs> the lines app said it was like a twenty minute wait. It was not. The line stopped at one point when we were not even halfway through it, and they suddenly start making these announcements. There are animals in the road, and I was like, you know, this happens. It happens on Kilimanjaro Safari. We started seeing some bad signs and that the app suddenly there was no wait time anymore on the <laughs> My Disney Experience or the Touring Plans app. And we waited, I would say, once we stood still, we waited 30 minutes, and then we were like, nah. Easy. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's not. This isn't happening. We're going to abandon ship and go get a drink somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that, Daddy needed a, needed a beverage because, woof, yeah. We sta- we stood in the same spot for at least yeah. 30 minutes. And anytime we started to move, it's only because people in front people of us also abandoned yeah. ship and jumped line. And it's like, I'm really, like, don't get me wrong, I'm bummed we didn't get to do the safari, but I'm glad we pulled the plug when we did a not only did it save us time, B, we were also in a spot where we could very easily, well, easy-ish, yeah. get out of line. Because I feel like if we waited any longer, it would have been a it lot been more hard. complicated yeah, to get you're out. right. Yeah, it was good. We had a we had an easy exit. Uh, <laughs> so we took advantage of that. We we did get out of but, line. But we this is a ride on the safari that none of us will ever forget. It's true. And plus, now whenever anything uh, goes wrong on the ride... No matter the ride, there are animals on there the animals track. There are animals on the track, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that will. that's going to be a phrase that sticks with us for sure. Uh-huh. Um, uh, stall on pirates, animal on the track. Yeah. Uh, people move a breakdown, animals on the track. <laughs> it's true. It could happen. Mm-hmm. You stopped on Spaceship Earth, animals on the track. Mm-hmm. For sure. It has to be. There's no other explanation. Nope. Animals on the track. Um the other thing that went a little sideways for us was we hoped that we were going to get to take Frank to go see a celebration of Festival of the Lion King because he hasn't mm. seen that show in a hundred years. And he years. was kind of blaspheming it, too. He was. He <laughs> said that, you know, oh, we could skip this. You know, we don't have to do this. And we love that show so much. We were so excited to see it. Well, let our experience inform your future choices. If you go to Animal Kingdom and this is something you definitely want to do. You need to line up at least 45 minutes, if not an hour, before the showtime that you want to attend. Mm-hmm. We, we attempted to get in that line two different times a half hour before the show, and the line was so long. How the, long was it? It was so long, there were animals in the road. Um <laughs> It was so long that the cast member, once we did join the line the second time, because we were like, we're doing it. The cast member at the end of the line, holding the sign that said line starts here, said, just so you all know, I know you're lining up for the five o'clock show. You will probably not be in there. You're going to be lining up for the six o'clock show. And the longer it went, it went from you probably will not be in there to you will not be in there. So, again, we decided to abandon ship because... I love the Festival of the Lion King. I wanted to see the new or modified show, and I wanted Frank to see it. I figured that was going to be uh, a good like moment that we would cherish. Our little boys group would cherish <laughs> together um, as, a, as a defining moment of the Animal Kingdom Day. But we abandoned ship. We got out of line, and we went to Dawa Bar instead. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Donna. Donna sent me a lovely note and a gift card. So uh, Donna got th- them boys some drinks at Dawa Bar. Oh, thank you, Donna. They were delicious drinks. Donna, you're the best, and thank you so much for the note. Made me cry reading it. Oh, man. touch. She's She is the best. She really she is. She is the best. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I like all of our fans, but Donna, Donna, you're the best. <laughs> So uh, so we enjoyed a drink over at Dawa. 
Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about, well, I've one quick thing and then one review. The quick one quick thing to say about Animal Kingdom was we rode Expedition Everest. We were in the very back car. Holy crap! This was my first time riding in the very back on Expedition Everest. I assumed because I am a fool that riding in the very back would mean the backwards part would be slightly less intense because when you're in the front of a roller coaster, that tends to be a less intense experience. If you're in the back, that's where it gets a little more wild. So going backwards when you're in the back means you're in the front. I was wrong to the point (laughs) where when we went backwards and there's that first big curve, I thought I might pass out. (laughs) Shoot. Yeah. Like, like the force that you feel when you're going backwards, if you're in the very back row or the second to back row, you feel it and you feel it in your soul. Yeah, it got me. And uh, but I was such a brave little boy that <laughs> after we got off Expedition Everest, I was rewarded by getting a mighty mist ice cream from the uh, Anandapur ice cream truck. And mm. oh, my goodness. So this is a specialty ice cream. It's uh, themed after the uh, Raya and the Last Dragon movie. And um, it is served in a cup, but it is an ice cream cone. Um, It's a vanilla strawberry swirl that's pink and blue. They turn it upside down. And then the cone has like a a candy coating on the cone that has like sprinkles in it. And it presented a challenge because it's hard to get your spoon into the cup. (laughs) The cone blocks the spoon access. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's an upside down ice cream cone. And and I actually thought about getting it. um, And I was looking online. I think I saw it on uh, Disney Food Blog. It's like, that looks good. How, how, How do you eat an upside down ice cream cone? Yes. Jay found out, though. Here's the solution. First of all, by the way, the ice cream was delicious. But here's how you make it even better. You break up that ice cream cone, you crunch it into the ice cream, and then you get you that double texture of the cone, the ice cream. The Oh, my gosh. It was so good. It was delicious. And, and please don't tell Sam, because she wanted to try this ice cream so bad when we were at Animal Kingdom before, but she was in the middle of her 75 hard challenge and she couldn't have ice cream. Um, don't tell her what she missed. It was amazing. It's so, so good. If you have a chance to try it while you're at Animal Kingdom, I highly recommend it. Get napkins. It's probably going to get messy because you got to, it's going to get messy. You got to crunch up that cone, mm-hmm. but man, it is really, really good. Highly recommend. So. Yeah, I believe you uh, You had a video in the family mm-hmm. uh, Facebook page. So if people want to see you eat it and also your crotch, <laughs> well, see your crotch, not you eat. Never mind. Uh, uh, head over to the Facebook group and check that out. Yeah, the angle isn't very great, but <laughs> you do get to see me try the ice cream. And um, my reaction was just as genuine as you can imagine. I was blown away with how good it was. And you can see me crush up the cone with my bare hand, if that's something. Yeah, yeah. You can see him come up with this great idea to break his ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked well. Um, I just feel like I wish that day had gone a little smoother. I wish it had gone a little bit better because I really, really wanted to make like just blow Frank's mind with how good that day was at Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. He did say, because we went to Nomad Lounge, he'd never been there. We did fly to Passage. He'd never done that. Um, he said that the Nomad Lounge experience by itself was enough to move the needle for him a little bit in terms of his opinion of Animal Kingdom. And he did love Flight of Passage. He, without going into too big a detail, he said he felt like it lives up to the hype. So with those two things, I felt like we we did a little work. If, if, if we didn't get him all the way into becoming an AK fan, he's closer than he was before. I'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, as you heard, there was some uh, animals in the road that kind of uh, impeded our uh, progress. But yeah, we, we we definitely put some work in uh, yeah. on fixing Frank. Oh, and we and we did ride the train over to Rafiki's Planet Watch. We rode it there and back. We didn't mm-hmm. do the animation experience because we just didn't have time. But that was something else that I, he hadn't done. Had had you done that before, Landon? I had done it once before okay. because I uh, I went and drew a hopper from oh, okay. uh, from uh, ants. Wait, Bugs Life. Bugs Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. not Ants Life. That's that. That would be uh, crossing the streams. But uh, yeah, I uh, I I really enjoy uh, Rafiki's uh, train ride or whatever, and just going over and and looking at the animals, and it's really cool. Like like their their veterinary, uh, I guess, station set up, and you can look in on on some of those stuff, and you yeah. can see some just wacky, creepy bugs and lizards and snakes and stuff. And and on top of that, like if they're doing a a vet 
procedure, you can just watch it, which is which is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you were a fan of that Discovery series they put on Disney Plus, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, you get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff if you go over to Rafiki's Planet Watch. So you would definitely uh, be into that. So check that out for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all in all, it was a good day. We, you know, we wrapped it up by we made it back to the hotel, the resort around. Um, it was just maybe after, a little after seven, and uh, like I said, Frank immediately made a beeline <laughs> to the pool. Um, and no, we, real quick, going back to Nomad Lounge, you got to tell them what we did because we literally had one of everything oh. on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- you know. This is like a classic monorail move, um, especially when it comes to like small plates or appetizers or something. And right now at Nomad Lounge, they're, they're all you can get. I mean, that's how it's always been. But the, the menu's <laughs> a little more limited than it used to be. But, but they, it's still one of everything. But yeah, uh, they've got a little standee on the table that tells you like, um, you know, you can get the sliders, you can get the ribs, you can get the charcuterie ah, ah, board. Ah. You can get dim ribs. Dim ribs. You can get the charcuterie board. Um, and there's maybe one other thing. And of Tip course, and bread service. Well, that's not on the menu. That is something that is kind of a secret. So, but there's only three things on the menu. There, I, there. I feel like there was something. Sliders, dim ribs, charcuterie. No, the lobster mac and cheese. That's right, man. That was good. Oh, that was so rich. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so there's those, and then off the menu is the Tiffin's bread service. So what we did, we said, and it was before our our server ever came over to us. Um, we were just chatting, and I was like, I think we're gonna do the one of everything special. And he happened to hear that and came over. He's like, Did I hear one of everything? I was like, You certainly yep. did. Mm-hmm. Hook it up his um, name was george i remember george. that george was a killer bartender or uh, server rather yeah. at nomad lounge but i mean like ev- everybody at nomad kicks ass yeah it's a great place great like, like I, I i said it to y'all i'll say it here if i could just like i i have a park pass to get into ak if that's the only thing i do check in go to nomad lounge leave that is a good day for yeah, me. yeah i agree with that it's it's that good mm-hmm. um but yeah, we did the one of everything special plus the Tiffin's bread service, and we got the churros. Oh, oh so good! I just have to like bask in it for a minute because it is mm-hmm. it's like I I said that quit in terms of quick service, the Ronto wraps like the best thing that you can get on property, in my opinion. For me, um, I think pound for pound, Nomad Lounge is like the best. Without signature, take out signature dining. It's the best dining experience you can have on property with Without the small plates and the drinks. Like if you want a cocktail, I don't, I don't know that you can. Geyser Point comes close because I, lo- I love Geyser Point. And again, I'm saying I'm taking signature dining off the table. Oh, it's so good. And, and, and even if you don't want to get a cocktail, if you just want a good beer, Kungaloosh beer is amazing. Yeah. So check that out. Nomad Definitely. Lounge, tell them, tell them the monorail sent you and ask for the one of everything special. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, I'm recovering now. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, damn, I'm hungry now. <laughs> I know. So then we go on to Wednesday. Wednesday was MK Day, and that was the day where we got to get more of the monorail fam involved because Theme Park Rob joined us, and so did Skipper Bob and his lovely wife, Alicia. And man... It's just so good getting to hang out with friends again mm-hmm. in the parks. Amen. Like, like especially after the last year where you should have been, you know, quarantining and hanging out with uh, with you and your family in your house. Just being able to go out and do things with people again. It's like, like I was able to experience that, you know, obviously with you and Frank the day before. But I mean, to to, to meet cool people like Theme Park Rob and uh, Skipper Bob and and Alicia and just hang out with them. That was that was such a nice feeling. And also, oh, by the way, we're in the daggum Magic Kingdom, too. Exactly. So Frank got there early before all of us because... Yeah, he got there like stupid early, like to the point where it's like there wasn't anybody in the Magic yeah. Kingdom when he got there. <laughs> yeah, he was planning on doing the walk from Magic Kingdom to the Grand Flow and back uh, just to experience that for the first time. But I guess there were some like traffic issues with people trying to get in the parks and stuff in the morning so he looked and he said the park looked empty and he just couldn't pass up the opportunity to go on main street with nobody there and Mm. and go get a few rides in so he did um and then by the time i got there i found him over at sleepy hollow enjoying a uh a fruit and nutella waffle he loved it and they are good i'll tell you they're good 
there, I think those sometimes get um, overhyped a little bit. It's they aren't bad, but we've had them, and I was just like, mm. I like, it's I've, fine. I just have never like felt the urge to like. I'm, I don't feel compelled to like get one every time I go or anything like that. I, I, I just think they're they're good, but like not mind blowing. But yeah, so Frank enjoyed his little waffle. Um, it, it wasn't long until you know Landon, you showed up, and the, and theme park Rob showed up. Uh, we got we did ride Splash Mountain before theme park Rob got there, and then by that time, then then we met up with you. Um, you were kind of headed through uh, Adventureland, and. Um, yeah, I, I actually started to stop uh, stop at Sleepy Hollow, and and you mentioned um, you know with mobile ordering not necessarily being able to get anything you know within the hour. That's exactly what I ran into because because I was hungry. I wanted to get something at Sleepy Hollow. It's like oh, next available mobile uh, order time one hour out. Yeah. It's like um, yep. So so I just ate a Mickey ice cream bar. Yeah, this this is this goes back to something you and I talked about on a previous podcast, in that if you know that you are going to going to want to mobile order something from a popular location, probably need to at least be like thirty minutes ahead of when you want it, mm-hmm. if not an hour yes. or something. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. Just just be thinking ahead a little bit. Yep, do some planning. Yeah, um, but man, that that day. It was just so good. Like there were there were so many good pieces of it. A lot of it is is like a blur to me, but I do definitely want to say we ended up having a wonderful lunch over at Kona at the Polynesian. Man. Oh, that was so good. Oh man. I think all of us I, I don't think any of us had something we didn't like. I just I, I highly recommend that place for lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever. Like it delivers <laughs> every single time. That was that was my first time at Kona and like I will echo what you say. Like, like if you have an opportunity to eat at Kona, definitely take it. Even, yeah. even if you just eat the appetizers by themselves, between the uh, the sticky rib or sticky wings, rather, yeah. and then uh, then the uh, pot stickers. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could make a meal on those alone. Yeah, for sure, and they're delicious. We have, not we, to mention, uh, as as I so eloquently put it, one of them pineapple. Yeah, drinks. that's what. That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to mention too. Is you got to have your first lapu lapu. Oh, that was awesome! What that was they, so cool. What do they like, taste like? Um, to me, it was it was almost like like a fruit punch with rum thing. Oh. Like like, yeah, yeah, like good good stuff. Like like it's very unique. Like I would describe it like like a lapu lapu. Uh, it's 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 kind of well fruit punchy. Uh, emphasis on the pineapple with some rum. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try one at some point. I just always have you feel never like, had one. I've never. Well, I'm usually there with Sam, and as uh, we know, well, you had the perfect opportunity, dummy. Because well, if you have one in the future, Sam will die. I know. When Sam's with us, I don't order it just because I don't. It will kill her. Yeah, yeah. I don't want her in the vicinity of a pineapple if I can help it because it might like jump up and bite her or something. So, <laughs> um, so I usually don't. Um, and I. As you know, if you've been a listener of the Morning Monorail podcast for a while, I enjoy my signature pink drink when we go to bars, and so I had to definitely get one at Kona Cafe. So I went with the Pina Colava, which I've had before. I get, sometimes I'll get those at Geyser Point, and I've had them other places too. But basically, it's a Pina Colada, but they put raspberry in it, like r- raspberry puree, and they mix it up. So it turns mm. pink. And uh, Sounds good. Oh, they are good. They're real good. By the way, uh, Skipper Bob uh, posted a video kind of covering this on his YouTube channel. So be in, uh, be sure and search for that and give that a watch. Yes, yeah, go check out the Skipper Bob breakdowns because um, he posted a, he posted this video over on the YouTube that kind of recaps a lot of what we did that day for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but our our lunch at Kona was was a uh, big part, a of big it. piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so on the way back after lunch, I rode the resort launch. I, I guess. Me, you, Skipper Bob, and Alicia rode the resort launch, and uh, Frank stayed behind because he was going to investigate the Poly Monorail station. <laughs> um, <laughs> he went off on an old man excursion. He did, yeah. No, yeah. to be fair, y'all walked that uh, that trail to get to the Poly for lunch. Where yeah. where where me is like I am not walking if I don't have to. So so I I, I took the boat from Magic Kingdom to the Poly, and uh, I thought my uh, boat was going to sink. So that was fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
it was almost like a jungle cruise moment you had on the it resort. really was yeah it's like like we're 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 backing out uh moving away from the magic kingdom and uh for some reason uh the skipper decided to slam the boat into the dock and literally say oh that wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> Just like, like I mean, like, like that has to rank right up there with, with whenever you hear your doctor like examine and be like, "Huh, that's weird." That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh oh. You don't want to hear that when you're on a boat. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but it was so nice. We uh, they put our party on the back bench of the little resort launch boat, and if you've never ridden one of these, they look like they're tiny little boats. They look like little tugboats or something. Um, it's not the bigger ones that like go over to Wilderness Lodge and um, the Contemporary. They're they're smaller boats, and it was like so. It was such a nice way to like cap off that lunch, enjoy a relaxing ride back across the Seven Seas Lagoon, and we had that mm-hmm. breeze blowing, and oh, nice. oh it was so good. Um, what did uh, before we leave the lunch? What uh, what did uh, what did you have again? Oh, I got this. Um, it was like a steak salad. I think that's what. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They they gave you a pile of vegetables with a side of steak. It was a huge amount Massive. of. Oh my god. Of of salad, and then it was a very generous portion of steak too. Like I, <laughs> I did not finish it. I couldn't. Yeah, they 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 didn't skimp on the portions. Yeah, and the steak was good. I ordered it medium. They they do like a slice, and it's like a marinated steak. It, it was good. <laughs> Ooh. It was not as good as that filet I talk about that I got at Kona. That was like the coffee rubbed steak. Mm. But, I was I was really hoping that was on the menu. But yeah, uh, but it was still really good. Again, I I haven't had anything from Kona that I didn't like. So, um, but yeah, go check out the video. I I don't know if Skipper Bob goes into what everybody was eating because um I know he was he showed what he and and Alicia were eating for sure. But uh, yeah, check it out and you'll get some nice recommendations for sure. Um. Yeah, and, and you had you ate what you got? I the, had the uh, I had the mahi BLT yeah. salad. Hold the uh, tea because I'm allergic to tomatoes. Uh, but yeah, that was a killer salad. Uh, great piece of mahi. Uh, then uh, it was like arugula lettuce with mm-hmm. with a vinaigrette and um, and the bacon. I don't want to say it was candied, but it was definitely like 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 harder bacon. And there was like some sweetness to it. Yeah. So and and then uh, they had like croutons but they were like you know small pieces of bread like underneath strong strong entree yeah it's almost it's like a deconstructed blt kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah it looked good oh Um, it was so good man and the wings were killer oh my god yeah we were also stuffed that we couldn't order the bread pudding but Uh uh-huh yeah yeah the uh the waiter comes around it's like so y'all save room for bread pudding that's hilarious yeah no there was no way um but she did bring us a little surprise treat tray Um, yep because it was our birthday it was our birthday (laughs) Uh, and all those were really good too so Uh yeah such a good experience always good sad that trader sam's hasn't opened back up yet because we might have stayed there Mm -hmm. the rest of the day yeah, there is a like forty percent <laughs> chance that would have happened. And, and walking by, we even knocked on the door. It's like, like maybe we're like, oh, thank God, you're finally here. We've we've been waiting for nine months for somebody to come by. <laughs> I did. I, I checked to see. I just wanted to be sure that we weren't missing out. So I knocked on the door on the way by. Nobody answered, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, that was all good. We did ride the TTA once we got back. Yes, mm-hmm. that was wonderful. So glad you guys actually rode it twice. We did, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were waiting on Frank, and then yeah, you went and got coffee. So, so we, uh, which I totally get after that lunch, because I was going to say, like riding the TTA, like like when you're full on a big meal, perfect attraction. Yeah. Like like you get to you get to take in the views, you get to you know ride something, and also you get to let your food settle a little yeah. bit. So. Yeah, and I so was that, definitely, that, that was nice. I was starting to feel that like early afternoon lag where I was like, I need some mm-hmm. caffeine in my system. So I went by the yep. Joffrey's in Tomorrowland, and I got what they called the um, game changer. And I'm not going to say it was a game changer, <laughs> but I thought it was good. It's like it's just this it's not a game changer. Okay, yeah, it's 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 a temporary like specialty drink they've got, and it's um, cold brew with a shot of espresso. Uh, Irish cream and then um, some then they put just regular cream in it as well and mix it up and I mean you know it's it was good it just wasn't a game changer okay so uh, what was more disappointing based on the hype this game changer that wasn't a game changer or your life changing creme brulee 
<laughs> well, you're talking about tiramisu. Um, or that too, yeah. The tiramisu was definitely more um, disappointing. Okay, but what about the creme brulee? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, if, we've talked about it before, but if you want a real good creme brulee and that's not going to break the bank, I don't know that creme brulee typically does, but... I don't know. I have I have a pretty big part of my budget set aside specifically for creme brulee. <laughs> well, they have a delicious one for an affordable price over at Sunshine Seasons in, the, in Epcot. Um, if you go down there to the dessert uh, booth, dessert counter, they have a creme brulee that's very, very good. So I think I've had that before. Yeah, that's, that's some top-notch stuff. Yeah, so try that one out. Anything else we need to say about Magic? I had to bounce a little early from Magic Kingdom uh, just to get back home, but... Uh, what did I miss after I left? Anything exciting? Uh, you missed us going on Pirates. Uh, you bailed after Peter Pan, right? Yes. Okay. Um, we went and got Dole Whip uh, nice. and and sat outside. Uh, it was kind of funny hearing. Uh, we, we sat right outside the, uh, the, the magic carpet ride. So we got to hear... Uh, not Aladdin give his spiel uh, about, you know, hey, guys, for safety reasons, do this, this, and yeah. this. And then the best part was it, it, when he would throw to Genie, be like, or like my friend Genie always says, and it would go to the Spanish yeah. uh, instructions. <laughs> and every time it's like, I must have been sleeping during that part of Aladdin when, when Genie just goes into, you know, speaking strictly Spanish. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, and then we rode Pirates after that. And then I actually bailed um, after Pirates, and though, uh, once again, Skipper Bob has a video up of some of the shenanigans they got into afterwards. I, I know Frank was able to check another first off of his list by, you know, riding the Barnstormer. So, Oh, he did? Oh, good. He okay. did. He, he, he did get a chance to do that. So yeah. That's the 30 seconds he won't get back in his life. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget we're doing M34D, and I close it out by just hemming and hawing and rambling, and then I close it with, and that, uh, that time I was uh, rambling is longer than the, the actual ride yeah. of the Barnstormer. Yeah, it's very short. Very brief. So short. Um, oh, well, I'm so glad that he got to check that off of his list. Another for, <laughs> And I know he ended his day with uh, uh, the spicy chicken and waffle from Sleepy yeah. Hollow. So yeah, he, he, yeah, he, uh, he doubled up on, uh, yeah. on Sleepy Hollow. Book ended his day with Sleepy Hollow. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, that wouldn't be the only restaurant he, uh, he bookends and, uh, uh, during his trip down there. Yeah, well... So now we're on to Thursday, and this is the day where I feel like, uh, Landon, I'm just going to let you take it away, because I, I wasn't there at all, but um, I was supposed to be. I ended up having to miss out just due to, to some responsibility things that came up at home. But, um, yeah, this was the big lightsaber day, and I just can't wait to, to hear all about it. Uh, yeah, me and me and Frank were able to hang out in uh, Hollywood um, that day. Um, we wanted to do... Uh, Tower of Terror, but this was kind of a theme that I noticed both days when I was in Hollywood Studios. Tower of Terror, that line, like, I don't think I saw it get under 75 minutes. Yeah. Like, holy smokes. Like, like, don't get me wrong, great ride, but like that line is just a daggum killer right now. Mm-hmm. If, you so, want a, uh, if you want an argument for like opening up some sort of a standby for Rise of the Resistance or something, it would be to, to space out some of that because I think that the effect is you've got people who want the big headliner attractions. If you don't get a rise pass or it's broken down or whatever, all that line goes to like tower of terror and rock and roller coaster, you know, see rock and roller coaster, like me and Frank, we actually did rock and roll. Uh, and I would say we were in line like 20 to 30 minutes. So, so it wasn't that bad. And, and I mean, that's still a kick-ass roller coaster. Every time I get on, it's like, this is, this is awesome. Uh, we, uh, started our day, uh, got up like you do. Um, if you're going to be in Hollywood studio at seven o'clock to try and get that, uh, vaunted rise of the resistance fast pass or uh, boarding group, excuse me. And seven o'clock and five seconds later, Oh, sorry, you didn't get in, which I'm like, huh, that's that's weird. That doesn't feel right. So, and it's funny. I thought, oh, okay, well, clearly Frank got us into, uh, into the virtual standby queue. And I go and look at my, uh, look at my plans, nothing. And then turns out Frank didn't get it because when I talked to him, uh, when I got to the studios that day, he's like, 
I I thought when when it said it was full, oh, Landon must have gotten one, and he was just waiting for me to text him with the screenshot, the mm. screenshot that never came. Uh, apparently, Rise was having some issues that day, so uh, we found it out when the one o'clock window opened because we went and hit up Baseline Tap House, uh, got some beverages, got the charcuterie plate. Which, by the way, Disney has some killer charcuterie if you're a fan of that. Between uh, Baseline and Nomad, uh, you will not go wanting in the charcuterie uh, territory because, like I said, we were there at 1 o'clock. Literally everybody leading up to 1 o'clock was staring at their phones, just refreshing, refreshing. Like, like, like me and Frank both independently looked around and everybody was just staring at their phones. And when I... I it was like a couple minutes before one, and I just, you know, let's let's see what happens when I hit join and I get an error. It's like, uh, like, uh, unfortunately, we will not be uh, uh, giving giving out uh, Rise of the Resistance uh, boarding passes today. It's like, oh, maybe that's just because it's one, not one, and then one o'clock rolled around and nothing. They start making the announcement. Rise is closed for the day, and Frank made a good point. Like you could feel the energy kind of come out of Hollywood mm-hmm. Studio after that news was spread and people realized that they're not going to be able to get on rise because I mean like rise is the ace that Hollywood studios has like, like they got uh, other killer rides. I talked uh, earlier about how awesome uh, Mickey and Minnie runaway railway is, but it's like, I mean, rise of the resistance is one of like, like it's, it's not an attraction. It's an experience. So you could kind of feel the energy come out of the park and you did start to see, uh, less crowds after two o'clock. Like I feel like some people decided to take the opportunity to be like, well, if we can't ride rides. We'll park hop somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, it was, it, but it was still a fun day. Uh, obviously Frank and I stayed in Hollywood studios because at eight twenty five, I had a, or I had an appointment at Savi's workshop. Uh, and, uh, well, even, uh, fortunately Frank was able to get a, um, a spot at, uh, Oga's cantina. I want to say at two o'clock. So we were able to kind of, you know, uh, break that up, uh, you know, the wait or whatever went to Oga's and, uh, just going into Oga's is still so cool. Yeah. Like, like, like so awesome. Uh, the, the, the drinks in there, uh, had, had a couple firsts in there, which, which, uh, I mean, strong strong stuff i had the uh, fuzzy tauntaun <laughs> which which, which uh, kind of numbing your mouth that is such a weird it's, experience yeah. it's got like, this numbing foam on the top of it that, yep. that makes you all tingly yeah i saw you both had that that's really funny I, though it's it is so weird um it's it's a strange sensation for sure uh, to say the very like like it, you know, I've uh, I've had my mouth numbed up going to the dentist yeah. or whatever. It's, it's it's not to that extent, and plus you get to drink a boozy drink, so it's way more fun than going to the dentist. Yeah. Wow, rigging endorsement. Just go ahead and put that on the on the menu. Way uh, more but, fun than going to the dentist. <laughs> I also had the uh, Bespin Fizz, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like such a good drink. The presentation is killer. Uh, the closest you can get to a flaming Moe's in Orlando. Nice. In your face, universal shots fired. Uh, because this one actually has alcohol in it. So <laughs> so that was that was fun. Uh, had a uh, Gamorrean ale uh, because you can get to-go drinks too. They, they've eliminated the two-drink limit, uh, but you still have those 45 minutes to uh, play okay. with. Okay. So, you know... Uh, so I was able to, uh, you know, have a couple adult beverages and one to go, which was uh, nice. And then after that, we went and got on... Uh, Toy Story Mania, uh, despite the scoreboard where it says Frank beat me, uh, I think the ride was hacked. <laughs> I was I was I was ahead early. Just ask everybody. Um, uh, he stole Toy Story Mania from me, and my uh, lawyer will be releasing a statement, and we are going to release the Kraken. So nice. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, there'll be a rematch, I'm sure, or or a recount, particularly in uh, Maricopa, Arizona. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, political humor. But yeah, the main event was uh, Savi's workshop. Um, without giving too much away, there there is a video on my Facebook page because Frank was my plus one going in there. So he was able to shoot the entire thing. I was able to relive it last night. And this surprised me. I didn't cry while I was in there. I came very close a couple times, like hair on my arm, standing up the entire time. Uh, got a little emotional rewatching it last night, just uh, just re-experiencing it. Um, my lightsaber is currently in transit from Orlando, Florida, because uh, I didn't trust myself, let alone my other 
I guess, passengers, flying members on my plane to not break my GD lightsaber that I just spent $200 on. So it'll get here in a couple weeks and, uh, you know, I'll have more pictures. But yeah, that was uh, is a giant Star Wars nerd who grew up, you know, a Star Wars nerd. That was uh, something I will never, ever forget. Best $200 I've ever spent. So, you know, I, I've gone on record as saying that I think that if you're a big Star Wars nerd, this is like the most immersive, like re- rewarding experience you can have as a Star mm-hmm. Wars fan. Would you agree with I'm, that? One thousand percent. Yeah, like uh, the storytelling, the showmanship, the like, like special effects. They have special effects while you're in there, which which I totally did not expect. And and uh, my uh, I guess master or teacher, like like. He bought into it 1,000%. So I had a great uh, teacher in there. Shout out to that cast member. He just absolutely slayed it. So that helped too. But like, yeah, if if you're a Star Wars fan, yeah, $200, that is a pricey uh, price point mm-hmm. for the lack of a better term, but you owe it to yourself. So so save up your pennies and and definitely give Savi's workshop a shot if you have the opportunity. Because like I said, this is this is something I will never, ever forget. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you got to do it. Now I'm just wondering how badly Frank is wanting to do this for himself. <laughs> um, well, uh, he was asked that question on Theme Park Live because because uh, he went live with uh, Jen and Steffers a little bit beforehand. And Jen asked him, he's like, so, so does this mean you're going to end up coming home with a lightsaber? And he said, uh, I really hope they don't ask me that question because I don't know if I could say no. Right. So. Yeah. Don't get put in the position I was put in when we were there for the pass holder preview before uh, Galaxy's Edge open, where we walked by Savvy's and the cast member says to me, did you have a reservation? And I said, no, we were just walking by. He's like, well, do you want to? We've got openings. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Though, uh, yes. though I will say my uh, pin trading uh, and, and pin buying, that's kind of uh, been tampered or, or yeah. tempered rather due to the whole COVID situation because, you know, they're not trading pins. I actually wore my pins into Epcot on my first day. And then it's like, oh, they're, they're, they're not doing it. All right. So I'll just leave them in the room. I now have a, I uh, think I'm going to start having to buy multiple Kyber crystals. Right. So thank yeah. you, Disney, for another small, expensive piece of plastic. I feel like I need to buy. I know. I, <laughs> I have several myself. Um, it's, yep. hard, it's hard not to want them in every color for sure. And oh, then- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want a red. I want a blue. I want a purple i want the black one as soon as they make an orange one you know i'm getting an orange yeah. one go falls the white is cool too by the way that's that's actually there's a white one. Oh yeah god oh yeah yes once again exactly what i need more stupid pieces of plastic mm-hmm. to collect yeah i've got <laughs> i've got um the when i made my lightsaber i made purple i have since purchased white yellow and red of course, I got the red trying to get the elusive black. Yep. Uh-huh. Which which goes for like $200 on eBay. Yeah. Like for the price of a Dagon lightsaber, you can buy the black crystal. Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, I ended up going elemental with a green lightsaber. So yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. If you don't mind, maybe um, share your video to the Facebook group later today. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, see me do uh, Star Wars kid kid moves with my lightsaber in front of the uh, Millennium Falcon. Like I watch it, like oh, this is really cool. But in the back of my mind, it's like God, I look like such a dork. No, not at all, man. This is like <laughs> you have to do that stuff when you get your lightsaber. It's all part of it, you know. Which, by the way, I did say my appointment was at eight twenty five. So we got done like eight forty five ish almost an hour after the park closed, there was like maybe a dozen people in galaxy's edge, clearly in front of uh, the millennium Falcon, getting their picture taken like, and me and Frank being able to walk out of an empty Hollywood studio. Oh yeah. That's nice. That, 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 that was, that was awesome. That was so cool. Just like seeing the park empty and being able to take pictures and good on the cast members. I mean, they, they pointed us in the direction they want us to go, but they, they didn't, you know, walk behind us and be like, sir, we closed an hour ago. Please get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that they've been doing kind of since they reopened after COVID with the shortened hours and stuff. They don't really rush people out. And I think initially it started because they didn't want to cause congestion and, and forcing people to get like too close to other people. Mm-hmm. They gently remind you the parks, cl- like the rides shut down, the shops and stuff start shutting down at some point and eventually Eventually they kind of start do like herding the cats out of the park, but it, it's, there's no 
like rush right when the you know the hours are over or anything like mm-hmm. that. And 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 yeah, they they still let you take the pictures you want. It's like me and Frank were able to get you know pictures of an empty um, Chinese theater with the Mickey and Minnie lights still lit up. We were able to take the shot of you know the main entrance of Hollywood Studio just barren. We were able to then turn around and take the picture of the empty road leading up to uh, Mickey and Minnie. I mean, like, like it was, it was something else. Yeah. It's really cool. Highly Mm -hmm. recommend. I mean, I think, you know, I'm more of a show up to the parks in the afternoon and stay past clothes rather than a rope drop guy. Um, And it's, it's two reasons. One is I, I love seeing the parks lit up um, with all the fancy, shiny, bright lights at the end of the day. But I also really enjoy kind of like, yeah, just dragging my feet around and, Trying to be like one of the last people around uh, <laughs> before you Though, get uh, yeah. to leave. Though, uh, me and Frank, uh, Frank was going to take the boat to a uh, boardwalk to meet a friend. We we waited so long that A, the boats weren't running at that point, and B, I got on the very last bus back to my hotel. Like, like I actually missed the last bus, but they put me on another bus and told that guy who had an empty bus to take me back to movies. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's something that is true. If you're, if you're depending on the, the Disney transportation, it does stop at some point. Yeah. It stops 90 minutes after the parks close. And, uh, I thought I was good because I got in line like 85 minutes after the parks <laughs> closed. Like I literally saw the last bus leave or what turned out to be the last was like, okay, cool. I, but, but, but they know I'm here. So, so they'll be back and get me. <laughs> oh, well about that. <laughs> that's really funny. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you got to do that. And I'm so glad that you enjoyed it as much as you did. I feel like I've hyped that experience up so much. And I, I'm nervous about whether or not people are going to feel like it delivers. But I think you, well, it, mm-hmm. yeah, you would agree. And then Skipper Bob also, I think, would agree. Um, yes, yes. Like like you, <laughs> you definitely did build it up. and But rightfully so, in my opinion. And it delivered and then some. Like, like you said, like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan, you owe it to your yeah to do this like 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 i said this is something i will never ever forget i now have a 200 dollars lightsaber that i have no idea what i'm gonna do with but at the same time it's like i have zero regrets you need a like, you need a wall mount of some kind i actually thought about that like because a uh, little inside baseball um my mom stayed uh stayed at the condo to watch over zoe and like moms do they they kept themselves busy and uh decided to move around some stuff what? so <laughs> Uh, so I now might be in a uh, in a uh, remodeling mode. So uh, yeah, I uh, I definitely have thought about a wall mount. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so that was Thursday, and then you had Friday, which ended up being a recovery day for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recovery day sounds so bad. Let's just call it a resort day. A resort day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I decided to stay at my resort on a heating pad and let my uh, poor footsies uh, recover. Like I was Liz Lemon in that episode of Thirty Rock where she had foot surgery and had to let my feet baby uh, heal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's. I'm just telling you, people. It's this is it's for real. The the wear, <laughs> the wear and tear that uh, going hardcore at the parks does to your body is is no joke. Well, and this isn't anything new on me, but at the same time, it's like going from Sunday to Friday, like pretty much Jay-Z style, grand opening to grand closing or trying to anyway, like you definitely push your body. And it's like uh, when me and my mom come down in October, we actually have a day where it's like a resort day Mm -hmm. or a Disney Springs day where we're not in the parks, where we can kind of... Do do one of those. So, but but then we do have. Uh, I think we're in studios the day after that. So I mean, like we we already have it planned out. We're gonna we're gonna let ourselves be able to recover a little bit. And it's like I understand, especially after the last. 12 16 months we've gone through. Like like you want to get back and and do do all the things, but don't push yourself too far. Yeah, yeah. You gotta but, you gotta be careful because you don't want to ruin your, you know, half no. of your trip. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like don't, don't push yourself to the point where you look back in a negative way on it, but it's like Friday ended up being an unplanned resort day. So the last thing I did in the parks, I mean, Savi's workshop. And I mean, like what a way to close out Dodd's doing Disney for the first time since the world caught fire. 
I think it's perfect. It's like you started by returning to Epcot, riding Spaceship Earth. That's like, you know, getting back to what you love. And then you ended it with this new epic experience that like kind of defined your trip. I think it's it's like a perfect bookend. It, it really is. Like, so it's so perfect. I'm going to say I totally planned it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awesome. Um, I wanted to do, before we start wrapping up and doing shout outs and all that kind of stuff, one last thing I wanted to do was I wanted to share my review of our return to the 50s primetime cafe because it's something I didn't get to do on the show. I totally forgot to do it last week when we recorded well, but, and speaking of things I forgot to do, I have something I forgot to do after you do this. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we had gone years ago. I guess it's been almost six years or actually nearly seven years since we've been to the 50s Primetime Cafe. Uh, when we went the first time, it was it was the four of us. Uh, so me, Sam, Garrett, and McKenna. And um, I ended up coming away feeling like I enjoyed the experience. I didn't necessarily love the food i thought it was good but i wasn't like oh this is the best meal i've ever had at disney or anything it was just like yeah that was good that was solid i love the theming i love that you know you really get to like step back into the 50s i love that the servers are in the story and they you know it's like a light-hearted dick's last resort kind of thing where they you know they tease you they give you a hard time they tell you if you don't clean your plate you're going to do the dishes and back before covid like you may have actually had to like do some dishes <laughs> um oh finally a positive to covid yeah uh, but like also you know they they make you if you're not if you're not eating your vegetables you're going to get in trouble you might have to stand in the corner um, don't put your elbows on the table yeah all that kind of stuff you have to you know they'll bring you your plates and silverware and they ha- ask you to set the table you know all that sort of thing um, it's a really cool experience. I love the theming. I love the the decor, like the ambience, all about all all everything about it, and the food. Um, to me, wasn't why you go there. Well, that first time I tried the meatloaf, number one, and I thought it was just fine. And everybody says you should go for the like the fried chicken. So that was a mistake I made. Number two, I didn't try the signature item, which was the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because honestly, when you hear that first reaction for me, it doesn't sound good. Like, well, you're wrong, but I don't know. Like I just because I do like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I'm thinking, do I want that like blended up in ice cream? Like I don't know. That sounds odd to me. So this time we went. This was a couple weeks ago. Number one, I did get the fried chicken, and it is good. Still not great, but good. It was, it was like, I understand why people get this. It's a, it's a very generous portion. You get like a breast, a wing, a leg, and a thigh. So you get like half a chicken fried. Um, and then there's like the side dishes that you get, which was the, the veggies. And I would get it again. I enjoyed it. Like, I know I'm critical of, of uh, everybody saying that like Chef Art Smith's homecoming chicken is like the best fried chicken you could have in the world. It's good. It's not the best in the world. This is like another step, like maybe down from that. It's not as good as Chef Art Smith's, but it's not like, you know, uh, frozen fried chicken that you just like heat up in the oven or something like it's, it's good stuff. I liked it, but let me just tell you, you don't go to fifties prime time for the fried chicken. This time I ordered that peanut butter and jelly milkshake. And I can tell you with no hyperbole, no exaggeration. It was some of the best ice cream I have had on Disney property. Wow. It was so good. Like I I maybe it's because I didn't really have high expectations for it. I was like this is going to be like a unique experience and Sam is a big peanut butter fan. She loves it. Like if she can get like a peanut butter shake, she's all about it. I am I like peanut butter. I don't necessarily think about it always for dessert. So I was like, eh, it's going to be good, but I don't know how great it's going to be. I, I was supposed to be sharing this with her. I did not want to share it. I did not want to, I didn't want to give it up. I, I was stuffed from like the food that I had eaten for my meal. And I, I drank every last bit of that milkshake and every single wow. time, like in the middle of it, I was going, this is so good. Like I just couldn't, it's so, so anyways, if you've never gone to 50s primetime, you should go. It's a cool experience. Do not miss out on that peanut butter and jelly milkshake. It's 
It is as good as advertised. Very few things on this world are as good as advertised. <laughs> it is. We also tried, they have like a peanut butter cake. Sam got that. So we tried that too. And it comes with ice cream. It was. No, no, no. You, you, you say that, that, that Sam had the peanut butter cake. Is this after uh, you just completely <laughs> stole the shake you were supposed <laughs> to be sharing with her that she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to order cake. No, we, you- we ordered okay. both. But the understanding was we were going to have like half and half. <laughs> that didn't really happen (laughs) so i'm just telling you the peanut butter cake is really good too if you're not if you're not a milkshake person the peanut butter cake is really good but oh my gosh yeah like like you like 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 i made fun of you it's like like you 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 said it didn't necessarily sound like amazing see to me like a pb and j shake sounds incredible so to hear you say it lives up to the hype like yeah like I, I like I'm gonna add that to that vaunted. I'm gonna have to try you that list to. next time I'm in uh, I'm in Disney. The next time you're down, you've got to do it. You have to. And I know right now, like the Tune In Lounge, the little bar that um, is attached to 50s Prime Time, it's not open. So you you don't have the option of going and just ordering there um, the shake and then taking it away. You have to actually dine in at 50s Prime Time. But it is so worth it to try to get that reservation. Like I said, you'll you'll enjoy the food. The food's good. The experience is better. The PB and shake. The PB and J shake is the best. Wow. Yeah. Ringing endorsement. I love it. Yes. Yeah. You start your day with a breakfast Bronto wrap. End it with that PB and J shake. Pretty mm. darn good day. So that that's yeah, a bookend I can get behind. I was going to say, I might have to literally do that next time I'm in uh, DHS. Yep. So, all right. So that was my review. I love, I love theme dining. I've been telling you all sci-fi has gotten better. The food there has gotten better, but I love that environment so much. 50s prime time to me was like second place. That PB and J shake, all, it, it, it's, it's at least pulled even in my wow. in my estimation. So, wow, yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that uh that uh you enjoyed it that much. I did. That's awesome. I, I can't believe I didn't mention it last week because I loved it so much. But we were busy. We had other things to talk about. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to talk a whole lot. And speaking of me talking a whole lot, one thing we forgot to mention is that the uh, three three cardboard arrows are no more because in Epcot uh, they finally, finally, finally brought back Donald and friends. The animatronics are back in uh, the three Caballeros ride, which is appropriate because uh, things that I forgot to do when I was down in Disney: uh, one, not break my body. And two, post a new fast pass standby snack break. So I do apologize, but you know, I was kind of busy this week. So um building off of a previous fast pass standby snack break, uh, when we were talking about transportation, uh somebody mentioned so so I guess uh I guess the boats count for, you know, uh the three caballeros, living with the land, and frozen. Well, no, not so much in that one because we're talking about modes of transportation, but they do in fact count for this edition of fast pass standby snack break because we are going to be talking about the boat rides in epcot so i want to have you rank them fast pass standby snack break one more time frozen living with the land and the three caballeros i love it this this might be my favorite one yet i can't wait to hear everybody's response I'm I'm right there with you because I am a legitimate big fan of all three. So yeah. th- so just me personally, this is going to be a hard one to rank, and uh, hopefully it is a hard one for you to rank as well. Uh, and also the listener because I love getting grief in the Facebook uh, post about it. And uh, so drop your comments and ranks in the uh, Monorail Fam group on Facebook, and uh, maybe you will hear your answer on next week's episode of the Monday Morning Monorail. Yes, but watch yourself. Or you'll end up in the penalty box. Yeah, even though we took a week off, uh, Judge Jay apparently is still drunk on power. <laughs> Where me, I'm just I'm, I'm just drunk on Cherokee Red Ale at this point. So. I am the enforcer, and I <laughs> He's will. <in> love. <laughs> I will definitely hand down judgment on you if you do not play by the rules. Uh, yeah, you've actually had to throw some people under the penalty box. <laughs> That's right. I, I think uh, this week. Adam is released from the penalty box. Skipper Bob has been upgraded from under the penalty box to just being in it. So we'll see. Okay. All right. We'll all see right. if he gets out next week. <laughs> Watch yourself, Bob. And Jeff is flirting with it all the time. So Jeff, 
Jeff, you, you don't want to go in that penalty box, okay? Skipper Bob stunk it up. He's been in there. Yeah, like two weeks. Yeah. You don't want in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those smells you can taste. Not great. By the way, shout out to Jeffers as well, who also uh, hooked us up with the gift card that uh, them boys were able to enjoy while we were in uh, uh, Animal Kingdom. So That's right. Jeff. Thank you, Jeffany. We had one in your honor, Jeff. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. Can't wait to enjoy the parks with you one day whenever you're allowed to leave your country again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his country is actually still, you know, taking this seriously. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I feel like that's a show, Landon. Uh, I feel like this has been two shows, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it has been. It's been two <laughs> weeks of... Uh, I, we're over two hours, if you listen to this back-to-back. Monorail goodness. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't... You, you, you really... Is it possible to have too much of a good thing? I don't, I don't know. I, I I don't think it is, and uh, you can't front on that, Holmes. Like like, and we're giving this stuff away for free. This is before the morning monorail Patreon launches. It's true. It's true. And I do want to give another shout out. Last week, I was able to share that we had some new reviews on iTunes. <laughs> some good, some bad. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Buttworms97832 Niner. But this week we got another one. It is a five-star review, and I want to share it with you. So shout out to someone named Bobby Dollars. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Dollars. Five-star review. He says, My morning go-to. Great Disney content from a relatable family. They share their interests, experiences, and love of all things Disney, and even that park not to be named. We do. We sometimes <laughs> talk good things about that park. Only sometimes, though. Love the M34D segments as they bring nostalgia back to the thing that I had forgotten about over the years. We are looking forward to more fun episodes and the expansion of the podcast. Great work, Monorails, Landon, and their furry friends who interrupt on occasion. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Oh, right on, on cue, cue, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe bringing the toy. And because I shared this previously, I wanted to share it again. I've been following our adventures on Chartable. And as I had mentioned, we are in a period of hotness, a hot streak, per, so to speak. Well, to be fair, I'm always in a period of hotness. I mean, look at me. <laughs> That is true, but this podcast has never seen better days in terms of downloads. We are really in, uh, you know, like the best days that we've seen, especially just back to back to back uh, weeks. We've been setting records. And just this last week, we set a new record in terms of our ranks on the Mm. Apple podcast places and travel list. We actually peaked at number 56 in the United States. Wow. Number 56. <sighs> wow. Guys, I don't know what to say. Other than thank you and and, and tell a friend. Though apparently yeah. y'all are telling friends, which which once again, thank you for that. That's uh that's incredible. Thank you for telling friends. Thanks for getting the word out about the monorail. Thank you for being part of the monorail fam. And you know, if people are looking to join, there's plenty of room on this monorail. We're not shutting down the monorail for a lengthy refurb. We're here. <laughs> join the monorail fam on Facebook. That's the morning monorail family on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at morning monorail. Our website is Monday morning monorail. No, it's not. That's the, that's the mm-hmm. email. That's the email. Monday morning monorail <laughs> at gmail.com. Our website is morning monorail.com. Do all of those things. And and man, let's keep this goodness going because we're we're climbing, climbing That's, the ranks. Mm-hmm. Let it, you you talk about how there's not an, uh, no such thing as uh, too much of a good thing. I agree. Let's let these good times continue to roll, continue to build the uh, morning monorail family, uh, and and continue to grow the fam. Like I. I'm blown away to hear those numbers. Like, like I, I've said it before, you know, I'm, I'm behind a microphone 20 hours a week for a living. This right here is the most fun I have. So uh, thank you for uh, letting me or indulging me and, and letting me come al- along for the ride. And, and thank you, the lovely listener, just very humbled to hear those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you guys are the reason that we do this and mm-hmm. you're, you're yep. the best part of this podcast to us is, is Easily, the community yeah. that we've built around it. So, I actually hate Jay, so (laughs) I'm only here for (laughs) y'all. But a a huge thank you from me as well. So uh, 
Landon, you get to wrap us up with your plugs today. L A N D O Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me. 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchips.com, buttmunchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Ooh, I like that one. That that one that that's fun. Uh, that's where you can find really outdated podcasts uh, and stuff I did in college radio, including interviews with the Venture Brothers, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and. Uh, Futurama, too. Yeah, uh, some good stuff there. But in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio, a podcast on the sweet science of professional wrestling, where myself and Will Rab talk about the latest happenings in and out of the squared circle when it comes to wrestling. Uh, we'll probably get back to that. I I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Rab is taking a new job. Congratulations to my brother from another mother. He is uh, moving up in the radio world. So uh, I'm going to let him get reacquainted uh, with his new day job before I uh, promise anything when it comes to near fall. And uh, I'll be honest, like wrestling's kind of been eh, right now. It's like uh, last week, WWE had literal GD zombies. So mm-hmm. zombies. That's they really jumped the zombie on that one. Zombies. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what's going on. AEW does have a pay-per-view coming up uh, one week from yesterday. So, I guess next Sunday, because that's how calendars work. Or this Sunday, as a matter of fact, because that's more accurately how calendars work. Uh, so, who knows? Maybe Rab and I will fire up the uh, Near Fall Studios and uh, bring you a new episode. But I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station here locally in Knoxville, Tennessee. Even though I do enjoy doing this, uh, don't think I don't enjoy doing my day job, and that is with Phil Williams on the News and Talk of East Tennessee, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Uh, very in- I'm actually excited to get back to work, which is very weird to say because, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night to go to work. But uh, we like to have fun. And once again, that is 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming at Newstalk987.com. Also available on the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. Fantastic. We've had too much fun today. We really have. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, this might be our first two-parter in, in a long time. It's been a while since I've had to break them up into two weeks, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. or, or two episodes. I, I think I'll probably do a, a midweek drop of part two, so we'll do... Monday, and then this one that you're hearing right now, it probably came out Wednesday. You can check me if you'd like. Um, <laughs> Once again, that is more accurately how calendars work. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we didn't even mention the fact that we got a Patreon coming, y'all. It's true, it's coming, coming up. Uh, let's see, as we record today, it's the 23rd, and we will be launching in just over a week. So, about nine, Man. 10 days, we'll be launching that Patreon. So, keep keep your eyes open. To those uh, socials on the Monorail fam on Facebook, we'll make sure to let you know and uh, look forward to a lot of extra fun we're going to be having over there for sure. Um, but until then, there's some things I'd like you to do. Number one, be kind to everybody. Mm-hmm. Number two, thank a cast member. Definitely thank a cast member. And number three, I hope you have a magical week. We love you all. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. <laughs>